0: Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at The Athletic, Wisconsin, and joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of BrewHoop.com, Frank Madden. Frank,
1: how you doing, buddy? Bored with another Bucks blowout win. Um, one twenty four eighty six. The vengeance tour. That is the Milwaukee Bucks. Eighteen nineteen season continues today. Um What did, I guess the Heat. Um, the Heat win ninety four to eighty seven. I think. I think that was the score. The last time these two teams played and as I was watching the Milwaukee Bucks tonight um, unfortunately Giannis is not being able to score on the Heat Demons continued but okay he got a triple double in 25 minutes so that makes me feel a little bit better and it was kind of funny like I mean the Bucks haven't been in a you know month-long like every game slump but it was still kind of like pleasantly surprising to see the basketball going in when they were taking jump shots mm-hmm. and they hit 17 out of 39 from three. And maybe it was also just remembering back to that game against the heat in Miami where they literally could not hit any jump shots. Um, but I thought this was a nice little reminder of, Oh yeah, the bucks can just, you know, just light it up and it doesn't matter if the Heat are good defensively because, you know, especially when they're trying to collapse on Giannis um, he's going to find open guys and, the Bucs didn't really care if the Heat were playing straight up, didn't really care if the Heat were playing their zone. They pretty much just got made shots all night, super balanced scoring effort. And, um, you know, this was a pretty... I mean, we've seen a lot of these games this year, <laughs> to be honest. These games where the Bucks just get out to really big leads and um, second half is just pretty much... Uh, I don't pretty boring.
0: Uh, Frank, the Milwaukee bucks have played 24 games at home at this point. Would you like to guess how many games they've scored a hundred? Let's see 110 or more points.
1: 110. Um, in 24, I don't know, 20 times.
0: Twenty-one of twenty-four games. Uh, one hundred four ninety-eight win over the Nuggets was one of them. One hundred five ninety-five lost to the Warriors was one of them, and then a one hundred eight ninety-two uh, win over the Cavs was one of them. Like that's like, that's just what they do. Like uh, I I I, I kind of think through all this stuff, you know. Um, kind of what we were talking about last night, like the hypotheticals, like oh, the Bucks, you know, uh, they could get a junk defense thrown at them or this or that. And it's like, you know, those teams that have frustrated the bucks this year tends to happen on the road. Like the the bucks are really freaking good in Pfizer for them. And I think it is both offensively and defensively um, because, you know, I I just feel like the pressure and energy that they play with at home defensively is just, I don't, I I, don't, it's tough. I don't know how you. I don't know how you're going to score a bunch of points on them, and then like those off shooting nights tend not to happen when they're at home. Like they just are a really tough out at home. And, you know, that's kind of what makes, I think all of the home court stuff really important for this Bucks team. Like they just feed off that energy. They feed off that comfort and, you know, just kind of put it on people like tonight. They weren't having the best first quarter. And then all of a sudden Eric Bledsoe just decided that he was going to, I mean, that block that he had on the rear view contest where he just swallowed the ball and then decided that he was going to take it the length of the court. Like, it was just ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. And it just felt like at some point, Bledsoe said, all right, I'm going to flip the switch here and just kind of decided that the Heat weren't going to get anything anymore. He was flying around defensively, tipping passes, just being a general nuisance. And the Bucks just kind of like turned it on and, and that was it. And like, I mean, they're just really tough at home. They're really difficult to beat at Pfizer Forum, and you know that's that's part of the reason why. You know, when I'm thinking through a a seven game series, like you know this this Bucks team is is going to be tough to it's going to be tough to steal one if they have you know four home games in in that one. Like it's just going to be make it really tough on teams. So uh, that was just something I wanted to point out because obviously the Bucks offense is great pretty much no matter what, but you know like some of their you gotta you gotta really look hard for a terrible offensive outing for this Bucks team uh, at home. Like even in some of the losses, like they they scored fine, their defense just wasn't good enough or something like that. So um, they're really good at home, and uh, I'm curious to see. Obviously, they they tend to take things personally. Like, okay, Miami, you you beat us last time. Well, now. Now we're going to beat you badly, um, and the Grizzlies are a team that beat them at home, which very few teams have done. And I'm really curious to see if if that'll kind of be the case tomorrow night. If they'll just say, "All right, fine, you, you got us last time, but we're going to put it on you." Uh, and uh, I don't know. It, it's it, you mentioned it, it, it was kind of boring, and yeah, it was. You know, after that 32, 39, uh, 22 second quarter it was just pretty much over and the third and fourth quarter were only played cuz they needed to be played like it, it just didn't seem to have any effect on on the game and the outcome and the bucks were in control the whole way
1: yeah just put some numbers behind it so bucks are second in the nba right now behind the warriors in offensive rating so via uh, nba.com 113.6 um at home, it's one sixteen even, uh, and they're a plus almost plus fourteen net rating team at home. So 20, 20 wins, four losses. Um, they are tied with a few other teams uh, as having the fewest losses. The Nuggets, Sixers, Raptors also only have four losses, but the Bucks have the most wins of any of those teams. So they they are the owners of the best home record technically in the league, and Um, it's interesting I mean they you know that we've talked a bit about um, kind of the Bucks first quarter problems like it's been sort of you know like an issue with them that they um, they just have not come out and started games well like the starting lineup is still very mediocre by net rating like way worse than the overall team um, net rating which is the best in the league Um, which is really strange because you you know, especially for a team that starts their five best players at each position, like you would think that group should have a very strong net rating. And you know, kind of your weird, weirder units, your bench units, mixing reserves in should be where you, um, you know, you lose ground. But um, again, testament to the Bucks' depth, that's that's not been the story. And it's been mainly a first quarter story. The Bucks have struggled in first quarters overall um, with that starting group. But um, even at home, if you look at um, I think I was just looking at um, the numbers. Uh, even if you look at the first quarters at home, they're still almost plus seven net rating at home in first quarters. Um, and so they've been at home. They've been even very good there. And, um, you know, Dean, our friend Dean Maniat tweeted out um, that the Bucks are having one of the, the, their second quarter is one of the greatest quarters by a team uh, over, over a season in the last 20 years. I think it's what, second or third or something like that in terms of, Best net rating in an individual quarter um over the last couple decades, I think. Uh, and, and I think they're behind a couple Warriors uh teams for that honor. And you know, you look at the numbers um this year at home, they're plus twenty-two net rating at home in second quarters. Um so they've been just um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been just kind of bonkers overall. Um and so yeah, they've just been really tough. That that interestingly The Sixers are actually slightly better at home in second quarters. But um, if you look at overall, and you factor in road games as well, the Bucks are plus 19.1 net rating in second quarters, including road games. Sixers go from plus 23 at home to overall just plus six. So, I mean, they've been terrible in second quarters on the road, which is sort of a bizarre phenomenon. But yeah, the Bucks have um, dominated second quarters and. Obviously, we saw that again tonight where they just, you know, really uh, really did a great job just sort of turning the screws, making shots. Um, you know, zones always kind of make me a little nervous. There have been times where I almost felt like teams busted out of zone against the Bucs, Bucks were confused, and then the teams kind of went away from it a little bit, and kind of maybe even too soon um, at various points of the season. But uh, we saw tonight, I mean, you know, Brooke Lopez, I think, was the first guy to bomb a three uh, against the zone. Um, and uh,
0: <laughs> he literally just looked at everyone in the zone with the ball in his hands was just like all right, really okay I'll do it and hit a three like that was it and it, it is interesting that you mentioned the zone just because that's a look the heat like more than just running in the league and it is something that you know in Miami they really struggled with and before the game bud mentioned the fact that yeah we talked about it like we yep we game prep for it and you know the guys were aware that this was something that we could see and you know i i think the zone is a is an interesting weapon to use against the bucks on the road but at home like i just think they 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 play with too much confidence at home that you know even if you do screw them up for a possession or two they're very quickly just going to say all right we'll just shoot through this and it's kind of what, what they did, and um, it is just weird in general that even a zone could ever make them struggle because they are, you know, let it fly as uh, has been their mantra the entire season, and then, you know, all of a sudden the zone comes out, and they get all these open threes, and they're like, should we shoot them? And it's like, yes, yes, you should. Um, I guess looking at other stuff tonight... Um, I think this might end up being a quick podcast because I don't really know what stands out. Like, obviously, Giannis gets a triple double, it was extremely quiet. He just barely hit the threshold on all of those things, but he only played 25 minutes. Um, so 12, 10, and 10 in 25 minutes, not so bad. Um, y- you can kind of live with that. Um, I mean, looking at the rest of the starting lineup, they were all. In double digits. Uh, Middleton, 11 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Uh, Bledsoe, 17.
1: He, he, did, he didn't score in the first quarter either. It was kind of weird, right? Like early in the third, second quarter, the Bucs were winning, had already had like a decent you know lead, and Middleton hadn't scored, and Giannis had like three points on one of four or five shootings. So it was, yeah, it was a weird start in that the supporting cast was just like all right you know our two our two kind of number number one number two scorers well they're not doing anything well that's okay we'll, and, we'll deal with it and credit crits and Giannis, right they moved the ball and that that's why this team works
0: yeah and i mean blood so i think was the leading scorer at the end of one with like 11 and he wasn't even he wasn't even shooting well i think he was like one of five from the three-point line at the time like not yeah. really hitting many shots like the bucks didn't have a pretty first quarter but again it was that that bench unit that so often has come in at the end of the second quarter and just not let other teams score. And then, well, you know, if you don't let other teams score and then also score a few points, you can give yourself a little cushion. And, you know, they came in with Brogdon when it was 23-21, I believe. And then they throw seven on and only give up two. And then all of a sudden you have a seven-point lead at the end of the first first quarter. And, you know, I thought, again, that was kind of – kind of the story like that that bench unit has really found a way to just make a difference pretty much every night they play like dj wilson eight points seven rebounds in 17 minutes sterling brown 13 points six assists in 22 minutes george hill seven four and four in 17 minutes um you know thon was solid urson was a plus 18 in 13 minutes like Uh, Tony Snell 10 points three rebounds two assists standing on the way out it was for Dwayne Wade I'm just kidding Um, but like all those guys just uh, that bench unit is just kind of morphed into uh, I think uh, uh, certainly in the regular season and again in the playoffs you shorten your rotation you don't play your bench guys as much but you know in the regular season if those guys can close out a first quarter really strong and give you a little cushion going into the second quarter or, you know, bail out the the starters when things aren't going perfectly uh, to start the game and get you right back in the game. Like, that's just huge, uh, especially with, as you mentioned, a team that has struggled at times in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, DJ Wilson is uh, hashtag too good for garbage time at this point apparently um you know 17 minutes tonight scores eight points um missed both of his three so i mean four of eight shooting not not anything to really write home about but um a
0: dime though a dime on the short roll
1: yeah yeah seven boards one assist and a block um plus six so uh and and then got the uh did not have to participate toward the later stages of the game as uh and uh Jason Smith who continues to be playing late in games whatever I'm over it um were were the garbage time uh, players but uh, yeah I mean I mean yeah I mean just look at the you look at the the, the bench I mean what we were uh, a week ago they I think was it, I think Kane Kane our friend Kane Pittman pointed out that I think that was the first time all 13 guys had scored 8 plus points in a in an NBA game or something like that Mm-hmm. Um tonight they don't quite um reach that mark but everybody scores um and uh you know obviously they Everybody
0: was a plus as well in plus minus Yeah,
1: everyone was a plus. Um by the way it's funny to look at the heat uh bench players. Yay -22, Derek Jones Jr -22, Bam bio minus -32, Tyler Johnson who's a solid player -33, Dwayne Wade -23. Um they just got it put on them um by the Miami bench and uh Yeah. I mean, you know, again, this is, uh, especially in a regular season context, uh, this is just a team that kind of just overwhelm you with uh, the fact that they just don't drop off much when they, they bring in a lot of these bench players. Mm -hmm. Um, Sterling Brown, you mentioned, I think you mentioned 13 points, six assists, which has to be a career high for Sterling Brown. Um, yes. So that, that continues, um, another three out of six night from three. So, um, all told just, you know, a lot of good things kind of all around and 35 assists, 92% uh, 92% defensive rebound rate, just four offensive rebounds to fight a ton of misses for the heat. So obviously that's encouraging bucks, just seven turnovers. Um, that is remarkably few turnovers. Uh, I think they went, I think in the first half, I think they only had one turnover, I believe on a Giannis charge. Um, by the way, one, one comment on this, as you know, i closely follow, obviously Giannis's stats and, I've noticed this on the road more just because I assume it's sort of like a, I don't know, like a thing um, that home home scorekeepers do, like the thing where like a small guy like slaps the ball at a big guy's like waist or lower, and he gets credited with a block i don't I, I think that I don't get that at all. like I you know like that the, to me like if you if you swipe with the ball really low if you swipe while the guys like got it in his gather and he's like, literally has two hands on it and he hasn't even like gone up for a shot. That's not a block to me. Right. Like, am I, am I, am I like off base here? Like that should not be credited as a block, but even tonight, the buck scorekeeper who obviously I have, you know, um, let's just say the two, we have, we are not simpatico. Um, you know, we have a long history, but, uh, you you're know, not
0: allowed within 50 feet of them Yeah,
1: Yeah. There's, there's, there's stuff there, but, um, Rodney Magruder Rodney Magruder was credited with blocking Giannis's quote-unquote three-foot layup a minute into the game when he just stripped him down low um and a lot of times the thing that annoys me most is like when it when it happens in a strip and it goes out of bounds and a guy gets a block and there's no change in possession because like there would be no steal otherwise so it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. you know whatever um So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't, first off, I don't really get that. So it should have been another, it should have been a turnover on Giannis, obviously. So I mean, it's either a shot or a turnover in that scenario, but, um, I think there was some discussion on Twitter about like Giannis has had a relatively high number of his shots blocked or something like that. Well, yeah, if, you know, slapping the ball away when it's, you know, at his ankles counts as a block, then yeah, he's going to get blocked a lot. But, um, how many
0: shots has he taken at the rim compared to the rest of the world?
1: Many, many more, probably. <laughs> yeah, like, it's uh, going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Um, and especially because he's going like a lot of times through like, multiple dudes, right? Um, Correct. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like life was again tough. I mean, again, third straight game without a dunk for Giannis. Had a couple of chances where he thought he might get a dunk. He just gets fouled. Um, another bad night at the free throw line, four out of eight. Um, well, not another because he actually hits his free throws of late. But um, frustrating night, especially for me as someone who screams. Screened- <laughs> Someone who is known to scream into pillows when Giannis misses two free throws. Um, we had that tonight. Uh, it was not great, um, but uh, you know. By the way, one interesting this is this is the kind of in depth observations you only get by listening to a daily Bucks podcast. You're not going to get this from a national podcast. Do you feel like Giannis is missing his free throws long more lately? Like I feel like for much of the season his problem has been like he misses especially like the first free throw he'll just miss it way short and i feel like mm-hmm. in the last week when he's been missing free throws it's been long um which hmm. is i have no idea if that means anything whatsoever um but uh yeah anyway just just a little
0: i, I don't think i don't think that sounds crazy yeah
1: so anyway so it's uh, my
0: me- honest theory that i want to get out there um I feel like in the last, uh, I don't know, two weeks or so uh, teams have, have just totally yeah, eradicated the, the Giannis like pivot. Like it, there was a, a long stretch where teams would like try to keep their hands straight up against Giannis. And he would just do like the classic shack dunk pivot, where it's just like pivot, pivot, pivot. I put it on your head. Uh, now when he does that pivot, it's like, no dude, you're not getting this dunk. You like, we're going to take our chances down low. Maybe it won't get called. Maybe Rodney Magruder will get a block here. Um, like w- whatever it is, block. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no matter what it is, like he's get he gets into that dunker spot a lot, and it just feels like for a while teams are like, you know what, he can't dunk it now. Like he has no momentum. He. No, like there's no way he's gonna be able to put this on my head and then well he would do it every single time. And it just feels like as of late, teams are like, screw that, man. We're tired of getting dunked on. Like, we're gonna make him earn it at the line. And you know what? Maybe there's gonna be a couple times where we get lucky and he's so big and strong that the officials aren't gonna call it and we'll just get a strip and to me that's what what feels like has been going on in the last little while but maybe i'm crazy like but it does feel like in these 3 games where he hasn't had a dunk like that's just kind of what teams have gone
1: with yeah i mean the two games previous is 33 total free throws right i mean it's not like yep. it's not like teams are successfully shepherding him away from the basket and he can't get chances right it's just they're fouling him every time i think especially that Houston game it's like there were just like multiple chances where you thought he was about to dunk and then they got him at the last second and just fouled him Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's bizarre that he hasn't been dunking. Um, I really wanted him to score a lot of points tonight against the Heat because it just feels like they've been a team that has had a hex on him and um, obviously didn't really – didn't matter in the end. Um, so we'll see tomorrow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious because I mean, Memphis is a really interesting matchup because, you know, Jaron Jackson um, – had a lot of head foul problems defending Giannis in the first time these two teams met. I think Giannis had close to 30 against them, but Jackson wasn't even on the court for much of that. Jackson's had a lot of foul problems, but you know, he, he might have sort of a prototypical body to defend Giannis, um, in time. So I'm going to yep. be curious to see, to watch kind of that, that matchup, um, t- uh, on Wednesday, uh, in Memphis, um, Grizzlies not doing so well overall in, a, in the, in the standings of late, but um, but as an aside, I think that will be kind of, kind of interesting to watch, but yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think teams are just hacking the hell out of them and, you know, obviously he's been getting, getting free throws at least, which um, has been uh, kind of a, a source of frustration, but um, yes, hopefully we will see a Giannis dunk at some point this week. Um, Cause it's <laughs> been over a week, including that, that game you missed against the wizards. Um, because it, it's weird, too, because it's like, you know, you would expect like at some point he would just get an alley-oop or just like a dump off or, you know, just some kind of garbage dunk, which, yep. you know, obviously a guy his size will will get or a little putbacks, things like that. And he hasn't even been able to get anything like that. So, um, yeah, it didn't obviously really matter tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, as as the resident Janistan, um, I'm I'm eagerly watching. I want my I want my like 35 point night on Wednesday to kind of even out the the scoring average here. Cause Giannis is, I need Giannis is we, we had the over under Giannis's points per game. Um, he's obviously playing fewer minutes this year. But he is under his last year's season average, and that would be the first time he has not improved if if this keeps up. So we need Giannis. We, the, all these blowouts are endangering Giannis's uh, over/under on his on his scoring. Um, <laughs> also, Giannis not being able to hit threes or make free throws, which um, you know I think if you if if you if he was doing what he was doing like a year ago from the line and from three, um, he would be above probably about twenty-eight points per game. But alas, um, not not this year.
0: Um. Let me ruin your night here as we leave. Um, I don't know anything. I have no inside information here. Um, what do you think about a Giannis night off?
1: Well, he was listed as probable tonight. I think we talked about it yesterday. We were speculating, like, could could the back-to-back be, be a rest game, especially coming off a win? Um, wouldn't shock me, right? I mean, I think they're you know maybe that that could also obviously be part of why he hasn't been dunking been dunking cuz he's nursing a hip and a quad a tender hip and quad um so yeah wouldn't wouldn't necessarily shock me um and then you know you get a, a couple of days off heading into the game uh, against the magic on saturday so um on the one hand you'd say you know getting getting uh, everybody out of this game early uh set you up to be more ready for the the game in Memphis, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Giannis playing 25 minutes rather than, you know, having to play 37 minutes in a slug it out game or something like that. You feel obviously better about that. But, um, so I think they're at least in a position where they're, you know, set up pretty well, uh, having managed minutes tonight with everybody, not just Giannis. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly, if uh, if there is concern about his his health or his um, those injuries not healing up, then then maybe tomorrow night is is a rest night. But I would say, I also don't, you know, Memphis is not as much as they have been struggling. Like, I don't look at Memphis as like bad enough that you can just say rest Giannis mm-hmm. because you don't need him. Um, you know, it's not like you're playing. I mean, even Atlanta, I think you could have made a much better argument for that. Um, although the hawks beat the uh beat the thunder tonight by 16 scored 142 on uh on the thunder. Um by the way, the bucks were just had just the fifth highest point total tonight. Philly it was a
0: wild night around yeah. the
1: league. Philly, no, sixth highest. Philly 149, Atlanta 142, Golden State 142, Indiana 131, even the thunder scored 126 in a loss and the bucks 124 looking very humble by comparison. But uh yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he's feeling great and ready to go on Wednesday, but obviously, um, you know it's a marathon, not a sprint.
0: Yeah, I think it, the ju- just the you know obviously the back to back, and then you think about the days off in between there as well. Just something you know that you know I kind of put in the back of my mind, but there's also the fact that the Bucks are. Um, vengeful spiteful um i'm not really a hundred percent sure exactly how to put it up but uh, our good friend kane Pittman had a stat uh the bucks now have played four teams that beat them in their first meeting and beat them in the second meeting by 25 or i think it's over 25 at this point like it's like an average of 27 so uh if, if you beat the bucks they're gonna beat you uh they are they they do not have uh short memories They're, they are not forgetting about those games they are stewing on those games uh and, and just taking it out on all of those teams the next time around and uh believe it or not i would think Giannis is someone who wants to take it out on uh, another team the next time around so we'll see if that is the case uh as they take on the grizzlies on wednesday night that's gonna be it for us for tonight. Bucks move to 31 and 12 on the season, 20 and 4 at home with a 124-86 win over the Miami Heat. They are on to Memphis. Quick flight after the game tonight to get themselves to Memphis for their back to back tomorrow. And we will recap that one after it's done. So for Frank Men, I'm Eric Nate, and this has been Lockdown Bucks. We will talk to you tomorrow.